Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast. In this podcast, you will hear a lot of different tips and techniques to help you with your overall productivity. If you are a fellow college student listening to this podcast, then we invite you to not only listen, but to take the information we give you and apply them to your life so that you can effectively manage your time well in school. Over the next semester, you will hear content that will be applicable to anyone who wants to improve their lifestyle, not governed by works and academics. We also believe that productivity is to be used for the glory of God and that His name will be glorified through whatever we do. If becoming productive is just a means to an end, then there will be no purpose and meaning in life. But in this podcast, we seek to approach productivity as a God-given gift so that believers can use them to not only benefit our lifestyle, but to benefit the lives of many others with this gift God has given us. In today's episode, we will be talking about how to have a productive life while maintaining a healthy spiritual life. What that looks like to work and rest in light of God's sovereignty and why our relationship with Christ requires a productive life. So if you're up for the challenge, let's get productive. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the podcast. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest with us where we will have intentional conversations about a lot of different topics, including life in humble submission to Christ and what it truly means to live a productive life while maintaining godly and healthy lifestyles. Join me and Riker as we casually talk about spirituality and a productive life. I hope you'll be blessed by your conversation. Riker, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Yeah, thank you so much, Christian, for welcoming me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, It's actually been quite a while since I've done... I've had one-to-one with you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. God is so good. It's mm. a crazy season of life right now as we wrap up the semester, but um, just so many little good blessings in the midst of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, for those of you who may not know who Riker is, Riker, can you briefly introduce yourself why you are here at Moody? and your future plans to serve Christ through your Moody education. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Riker. I am born and raised in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I um, am at Moody right now um, to be a youth pastor for as long as the Lord lets me. Um, Mm. So I'm in, I'm a pastoral major with an interdisciplinary in youth ministry. Nice. nice. And Along with that, I'm also an RA of Colby Six. Shout out to all of you. I'm also um, the president of Informal Moody's improv team. And so, yeah, I absolutely love the Moody community and it's just been such a sweet season. And um, I'm I'm so excited to grow through this time and get ready for um, doing ministry down the road in whatever ways the Lord leads. Yeah, that's so cool, Riker. Uh, you did mention that you're an RA of six. Let's go six. Um, the, 
later later of informal and of course being a full-time student which being a student is stressful already so tell us how this happened juggling these three different roles at the same time what drove you to want to do these things at your time here Mm -hmm. yeah that's a really really great question it's definitely been a big learning curve this semester because I have been a student, but this is the first semester where I've been an RA and mm-hmm. president of a student group. And so the reason why I chose to shape this semester this way, because I recognized coming in that it was going to be a lot, um, but I realized that as an RA, it is a really neat ministry opportunity to not only be learning about ministry in classes, but have some hands-on ways to apply those lessons and to have people that I'm investing in and serving. Um, And then informal was just a gift from the Lord coming into Moody. It's a community that I never expected to be a part of. And yet it's been um, just a, a sweet time and a sweet group that's taught me that improv is something that can be a means of worshiping the Lord. And so those are those two groups are uh, groups that I really value. And so in that, I decided to take on these responsibilities. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just curious, can you expound more on your theology of humor? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, a deep topic, deeper than I think we realize at first. But humor has incredible power either for good or for bad because what happens every time we open our mouths to laugh is some message is being fed to us whether that's a lie that is sugar-coated but ends up being destructive on the inside or a good truth that brings us into community and shows us the joy of the Lord and so the world's version of humor is seeking to tear down and destroy and separate. Um, But when we think about the Trinity, right, God is communal. And so in the same way, our humor should be something that unites us together and something that shows us, that points us to that future hope that we have. Because without Christ, humor is just false advertising. It's saying, be happy when really there's nothing to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we have that joy of the Lord and really we realize that Christ has defeated death um, and is coming again, then we have so much to laugh about. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And like if if you went to the last informal show, I believe the record kind of talked about this. Um, yeah, just hearing it, it's awesome to hear because I feel like most of us don't really have a theology of humor. We just like laugh as long as it's Christian and doesn't contain profanity. Mm. Like that itself is a theology of humor. But what you said was very powerful. And obviously, if you get to know Riker more and more, you'll learn more that he's such an amazing person. He is the best RA ever. And like he 
is really intentional about his relationship with Christ and um, and that he really cares about other people and being friends and intentionally walking alongside others as well. So yeah, this is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the podcast because I know obviously you will never turn down anything I say or ask <laughs> of you. Um, so I have to ask, how do you find the balance between working in informal, working as an RA, and being a student, which is obviously so hard for many of us? Yeah, well, first off, I'm flattered, Christian. I appreciate those kind words. And any of that goodness that you see in me is Christ's light shining. Um, Amen. So all praise goes to him. Yeah, this semester coming into it, I was thinking about the different roles that I had, like these hats that I'm putting on and taking off as I go throughout the week. Um, I, I'm a person who wants to do everything I do well. I don't want to... Um, sacrifice on that and so I want to be as productive with my time as possible um, and I think the a really key lesson I've been learning in that is to peel back the layers of my schedule um, because it's really easy to fill it up with tasks yeah but if we ask ourselves like why why am I actually you know spending this time I have right now why did I put in my calendar um, this time to record this episode um, like what what is this accomplishing when we start to ask ourselves those questions and start to ask ourselves what our values are then that helps us to see how we can steward that time well mm-hmm. um, also just relying on Christ's strength in the mix, midst of it um, recently, I've been reading through First Samuel, and it's so convicting to see how Saul is a good king some of the time. Uh, he's able to rely on his own strength, and yet we see it ultimately leads to his downfall, whereas David is reliant on the Lord. And um, we see, yeah, just the comparison between those two characters. So peeling back those layers, relying on the Lord's strength and not our own. Um, and a big part of that for me practically has been having a Sabbath in mm-hmm. my weekly rhythm to remind myself that it's not just about me accomplishing all these things, but it's the Lord ultimately. Yeah, for sure. And do you think that um, what you said about peeling um, your schedule and Having a Sabbath, do you think that applies to ministry, your future ministry as well? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it especially applies to future ministry. And I think it's been really cool to see how the Lord has been teaching me these lessons now as I'm Mm -hmm. still at school and preparing me for ministry down the road because ministry is also very, very hectic. And so having that skill now is going to pay off in huge ways down the road. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, So as I said, Riker is my RA, which means that we are both students. And as students, we are very busy with school, whether that means writing papers, studying for quizzes or exams, 
um, doing our jobs, and etc. And I mentioned before that in I mentioned in the podcast before that in the college we both go to Moody, I see so many people idolize education in a way. They place education higher than their own sleep and even above their time spent with the Lord. So do you think education is worth it when we idolize it in this manner? No, absolutely not. (laughs) I think like anything else in life, education can either be a means of worship that brings us closer to the Lord or it can be an idol that pulls us away. And so finding that balance is really, really tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, so tempting to just look for the A instead of looking for actually learning, actually growing. Um, but I think that's a really important point that you make that uh, we have to figure out what's our real priorities here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you think that idolizing one aspect of our lives over other aspects affect us negatively in our walk with Christ and in what way? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really insightful question. Thanks for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. I think that it definitely does affect our walk with the Lord because we are multifaceted beings. Mm-hmm. The Lord has made us with so many intricacies. And when we characterize when we distort that and we focus on some areas to the exclusion of others, then we miss the bigger picture. We miss the fact Mm -hmm. that the gospel impacts every single corner of our lives. So like we had just mentioned, even the way that we joke, even the way that we are sitting in the classroom, um, the, the gospel should be impacting that. Something this semester that one of my professors in class said that really stuck with me. The first day of class, uh, he was talking about how as a student, we have the opportunity to shape the culture of the classes that we're in. Mm -hmm. It can be really easy when we don't like a class to start to complain about it and start to just put all the blame on the professor for it not being good, Mm -hmm. but really, when we ask good questions and when we build relationships Mm -hmm. with our peers, we can help make it an environment of learning and an environment where we glorify God with one another. So I think when you, when you take a step back and you stop focusing on the quizzes and the papers and you realize what's my value in this and how can I be an agent of redemption here mm. in this place, that's when our school work can help us to grow closer with the Lord. That's really good. That's really insightful. Um, do you think productivity has any effect on the balance between academics, social life, um, personal time, and etc.? Yeah, I think Productivity can be a very helpful tool in that process. And even now, as I think to next semester, there are certain areas of my life that I realize are big values that I want to be 
intentional about crafting time around and having this liturgical rhythm. And so, for example, having a set time in the morning to read God's word and to pray. Um, And with, with productivity, though, you have to be careful because you can even idolize that and start to turn it into a sort of legalism Mm-hmm. and miss miss the point entirely. And so I think it just depends on that heart posture because you can set time aside in the morning for quiet times and that can be legalistic and that can be us just striving after the wind. Or you can set that time recognizing that this is integral to my day and everything else that I do is reliant on the Lord working through me. And so that's why this is something I want to value. Um, another helpful thing to think about when it comes to pri- when it comes to productivity and also our quiet times is typically people do uh, quiet times in the morning, and uh, even with that, we have to be careful not to idolize that and and miss out on why because an analogy that has stuck with me is this this idea of in the Old Testament when the Israelites would sacrifice blemished animals mm-hmm. it wasn't pleasing to the Lord and so if you're half asleep if you are not a morning person and you're not even there then maybe that's not the best time for you to do it maybe at a different time when it's not blemish time but you're awake and alert maybe that's the best time but when when I'm prioritizing you know time in the word in the morning what I do the night before that affects that and so it might feel like I can just do whatever I want during that time and just cut in into my sleep but it's going to have ramifications the next day so it's it's all about balancing those things and uh, giving it to the Lord and wanting to be a steward of our time, but not idolizing our time either. Yeah, for sure. Um, and kind of follow up question. When I was younger, when I was um, a little bit less mature in my faith, I would always kind of categorize the, you know, our lives and our spiritual lives as separate um, lives. And so like, um, like this time, this space is dedicated for like our personal um, tasks and whatever. And then over in our spiritual lives, which would be on Sunday, we worship, we go to church, we do all those things. Um, but we often don't see our personal lives, our productivity, our things we do on earth we see that as separate from our spiritual lives. So how do we, how do you think we could kind of combine the two things? Because they're both aspects of our lives should really be our lives, if you know what I mean. So how do we kind of merge them together? How do we see our personal lives in light of God in light of his sovereignty um, and how do we do that to glorify God that's such an important point that you just made there 
because so often we we recognize that God created the seventh day, but we forget about days one through six. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, yeah. God is sovereign over those days too. So, yeah, I just think we have to recognize the fact that every single facet of our lives should be changed in some way by the gospel. You know, Christ didn't come just to uh, compartmentalize us and and save part of us, but he calls us to complete death and new life um, in every sense of the word. And so, yeah, it's it's easy to say that and it's harder to actually swallow that and actually start to apply it into our lives. But just that picture that the gospel should shine in every single corner of my life. I think that's such an important thing for us to realize. Yeah, for sure. I, when I think of that, I remember Colossians 3.23, that whatever we do, do all for the glory of Christ. Mm-hmm. And for that, that's always been a verse in my mind when talking about productivity, because I want to do all things for the glory of Christ. And if Christ isn't in what I do in my productivity um, or just any mundane tasks or whatever, then that's meaningless. It's chasing after the wind. It's meaningless, busy work. And so that verse has always stuck with me um, in how I live life on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even as you mentioned kind of those references to Ecclesiastes, it's really interesting how Ecclesiastes talks about work as something that can either be fulfilling and good and a gift from the Lord, or it can be something that is vapor that just yeah disappears. And um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a helpful way to look at this idea of productivity that you've focused on so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in relation to that, um, I've been focusing a lot on Psalm 127. It was this chapter uh, that really stuck with me this semester. And what I particularly want to focus on is verses one and two. Mm -hmm. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. If all we do is be productive and strive to be successful, then what good is it? Unless we seek to do everything for the glory of his kingdom, then all we talk about, then all this talk about self-improvement and being productive is all in vain. I really like the ESV's uh, translation of verse 2. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, which as college students, I know we can all relate, eating the bread of anxious toil. And I just love the phrase of eating the bread of anxious toil. Um, How often do we do that? That instead of eating and communing, Sorry. Instead of eating the bread of life, we eat the bread of anxious toil. Being anxious to get rest, to get the next assignment done, 
wanting to read more to increase your self-improvement and all around doing more things. But for what? Everything belongs to the Lord. And the work that we do is useless unless we give credit where credit is due. And that is to God. I don't know if you have any further thoughts on this chapter, but... And if so, um, can you explain why you chose this chapter as Copy Six's Floor's theme? Yeah, that's such such an encouraging word, Christian. Um, just thinking about the bread of life or the bread of anxious toil. And that's really convicting for me right now as I wrap up this semester with these last two weeks, there is a lot of things to do. Mm-hmm. And again, it can be so easy to try to take the reins for myself and to try to just cut back on things like sleep or uh, meals with other people, things like that. And yet it's so important to remember that at the end of the day, if the Lord isn't in it, it's worthless. Yeah. Um, but if the Lord is in it, then it's powerful. And so for me, with these last two weeks, a picture that's been in my brain is, it's like we're running around the last lap of the track. And so in that, I want to run this last lap sprinting after the goal and leaving it all out on the field, not so that I can glorify myself or point people's attention to myself, but to steward this time that the Lord has given me well and to be able to cross that finish line and say, wow, look at the things that the Lord was able to accomplish in that. And so, yeah, this idea of the laborers laboring in vain, the idea of the anxious bread of toil, or the bread of anxious toil, those were really big ideas that that I thought were really important for our floor specifically. That's why I made it the floor theme. Um, this concept of being deocentric, having God at the center of all things. Yeah. And when I first put that onto a poster, I think I understood that a little bit. But as the semester has gone on, I have continued just to be floored at how important that is and how powerful of a perspective shift that is. Um, Mm. Yeah, it's a really, really powerful perspective shift because if, if God is disjointed in our lives, then, you know, things aren't working as they should be. We were designed to have God at the center of our lives. But when that clicks in place, everything else starts to click in place too. Um, So, yeah, I think just another practical encouragement I want to add as we think about our faith and being productive is to remember the value of reflection and also of dreaming. It can be really Mm -hmm. easy to just have our nose to the grindstones and just be focused on what we're doing now. Um, So Christian, for you and me, just to be focused on our finals and the things we have to get done before the end of the semester. But there's something to be said about 
looking back and spending time to reflect on mm. what we've learned this semester and take kind of evaluation of that. And then also to look forward and dream about what's to come. Um, even even for something like Christmas break, it can be easy to step in to Christmas break with no plans to just kind of kick back and not do anything. But I don't think that's the most restful way that we can spend Christmas break. I think that can actually drain us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I've put on my calendar. At, once all the classes are done, once all that's finished, look back at this semester, look forward to this break and also the semester to come. And again, to not just hold that with closed fists, but to have that open hands to the Lord um, to see what he'll do with it. Yeah, that's that's awesome thoughts there of theology of reflection, which we could do a whole another episode on that, but <laughs> totally. obviously there's no time. But yeah, thank you so much for your thoughts. And really, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be here with us. And another thing that listeners may not know about Riker, he actually has a podcast. It is called The Theology of Podcast. So make sure you check that out as he and his friend, they go through a myriad of topics and bring a theology of that particular topic. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, then you might enjoy some of the episodes that Riker has already made in his podcast. Once again, thank you, Riker, for being here. It's been such an amazing time talking with you and discussing about this topic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, really appreciate sure. it. And for all of you guys listening, that's all the time we have for today. I just want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, whether you just listened to this episode or you have listened to my previous episodes before. I hope this podcast was some sort of blessing and encouragement for you going through the business of life. Until next time, friends, get out there and stay productive.